Greetings, Northlings, and welcome to Haunted Up North. Welcome once more to my humble podcast for those brave and loyal listeners who dare to join me, your host Victoria, as I weave tales of the uncanny, spun from the very fabric of this windswept land of the Northern Britons. So that's that. I have some other business to attend to before I relate some scary stories involving the paranormal, the first of which is to thank Evie Mum, who has very kindly contributed to the show over on our coffee page. Evie Mum is a generous soul indeed, so bless your haunted heart for casting forth a donation to help keep this spectral ship afloat. If you yourself, the listener, wishes to throw a coin or two into the Haunted Up North busker's cap, please visit our coffee page, the link is in the show notes, down there, where you can donate an amount of your choice, which will get you a shout out on the show, or you can subscribe to our £3 a month early riser tier, which will also get you a shout out on the show, as well as early access to upcoming episodes. Another nod of thanks goes to writer and podcaster Eli Lewis Lysett of the Local Mythstorian podcast. Eli wrote a lovely message about Haunted Up North over on Twitter, which was very good of them. So thank you, Eli. May your chimneys be forever swept by angels with feather dusters dipped in rainbows. It's always nice to receive a compliment, so thanks for taking the time to do that. Please check out Eli's podcast, The Local Mythstorian. I'll add a link in the show notes down there. Each episode of The Local Mythstorian is meticulously researched and contains a treasure trove of fascinating folklore dedicated to the forgotten histories of Cheshire, Derbyshire and Staffordshire. So if you're interested in learning more about the hidden gems of this particular region's past, I highly recommend checking out Eli's podcast. And don't blame me if you become obsessed. Just a little warning before we get to the paranormal stuff. This episode will touch briefly on the COVID-19 pandemic, so because I know it's a sensitive topic for many, including myself, skip ahead a minute or two if you'd like to simply hear some scary stories and not go over potentially traumatic ground that may have been particularly triggering. But if you can bear to listen to a mix of sensitive and spooky subjects, then stick around and let's get started. A hundred years ago, the world reeled from the twin tragedies of the Great War and the Spanish Influenza, leaving millions grieving and yearning for connection with those that lost to the shadow of battle and the strains of deadly illness. Spiritualism, with its promise of bridging the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead, found fertile ground in that grief-stricken landscape, offering solace and hope to those suffering in the face of unimaginable loss. In 2024, the world is once again grappling with the fragility of life, with spiritualist mediums and organisations experiencing a surge of interest after the last pandemic, which from 2019 onwards swept the entire globe, leaving a trail of sorrow and unanswered questions in its wake. In the face of such profound loss, a familiar longing stirs within the human spirit, a desire to connect with those so cruelly taken from us, 
and a yearning to seek solace in the belief that love transcends the physical realm. Not only this, but the lingering presence of death during the pandemic may have made the concept of ghosts or an afterlife more appealing to some people, sparking a range of coping mechanisms in our response to persistent loss. From March 2020 onwards, accounts of paranormal experiences appeared to rise, as investigators reported receiving more claims of hauntings in private residences, with spiritual practitioners noting an increase in client inquiries. In a 2021 article by Brittany McNamara for Teen Vogue magazine entitled The Ghosts of Covid, Why People Are Finding Comfort in the Paranormal, she tells the story of Emily, who, in April of that year, a time when the Covid-19 virus remained rife across the globe, moved into a new apartment in the city of Chicago and immediately began to feel what she described as a presence in her hallway. The windows in her apartment would rattle without apparent cause, even on days with little to no wind, but instead of harbouring fear towards these occurrences, which she perceived as ghostly disturbances, she expressed a sense of comfort in the notion that her apartment could be haunted, stating, The hallway ghost brings me comfort. It feels like even in the loneliest of times during the pandemic, especially living alone, I have a friend who checks in on me. Even though this friend is a ghost who lives in my hallway, I am never scared when I feel its presence. The pandemic shift to remote work and stay-at-home orders undoubtedly heightened people's awareness of their own domestic environments. Confined to the same four walls day after day, our senses became attuned to every creak and groan of the building in which we were, for want of a more appropriate word, stuck. Sounds previously masked by daily life, from creaking floorboards to humming appliances, became amplified in the quiet solitude. What might have previously gone unnoticed now sparked curiosity, and in some cases even unease. This hyper-awareness of our environment, coupled with the stress and uncertainty of those times, may have contributed to the rise in reported paranormal experiences. Mandy Dean, a resident of a two-bedroom flat in northern England, reported a series of unusual occurrences during the early months of the pandemic. While reading in bed one night, she heard a sudden loud noise, like a heavy object dropped on her bedside cabinet. This sound repeated for three consecutive nights, before shifting to the wall behind her on the fourth night. After a two-week pause, the noises resumed. Unable to identify a physical cause, Mandy sought help from an expert who ruled out faulty pipes. Later, when home visits were permitted, a paranormal investigator visited the flat. While seated in the living room, the investigator reportedly felt a cold sensation brush past his legs, followed by a loud bang near the television, reminiscent of the initial noise Mandy had heard by her bedside cabinet. To date, the source of these sounds remains a mystery, and Mandy is still none the wiser of what caused these unusual events inside her home. Tim Gibson, a self-proclaimed paranormal enthusiast, encountered a series of curious happenings at his new business premises during the pandemic lockdowns. Working alone in his new business space, he began noticing peculiar occurrences. A framed print, carefully wrapped and leaning against a wall, mysteriously fell to the floor. This marked the beginning of over a thousand instances of light switching on and off and objects seemingly moving on their own. Despite investigations, the cause of these events remained shrouded in mystery, 
leaving Tim to grapple with various interpretations. We've come to the conclusion that if we were to give it a title, it would be Poltergeist Activity, he told John Grace of The Guardian in April 2022. In one of the rooms, we caught something that seemed like an unbelievable white glow, and when you slow it down, you can sort of see what looks like a face in there. What on earth it was, we have no idea. For Los Angeles resident Adrian Gomez and his partner, sheltering from the pandemic had initially felt like a welcome pause. But days morphed into weeks, and unease began to seep into the cracks of their cosy refuge. One night, the stillness shattered. A metallic clamour echoed through the air, the doorknob on their front door rattling with an urgency that sent shivers down their spines. They rushed to the door, hearts pounding, but found nothing but the empty hallway shrouded in darkness. On a separate occasion, as Mr Gomez lay in bed, a window shade vigorously shook against the closed window frame, and on other nights, unexplained footsteps frequently echoed from the empty apartment above theirs. I very seriously hid myself under the comforter, like you see in horror movies, he said, because it really did freak me out. I'm a fairly rational person. I try to think, what are the reasonable, tangible things that could be causing this? And when I don't have those answers, I start to think, maybe something else is going on. Prior to the stay-at-home lockdown restrictions, Patrick Hines, accompanied by his husband and daughter, departed their home of Manhattan for a six-week retreat in a cottage in western Massachusetts. One night, he ventured to the kitchen for a glass of water, only to find a man in his fifties seated at the table and clad in the attire of a World War II-era soldier. It seemed normal in the first second before I realised, wait, what's happening? And as I turned to look, he was gone, said Mr Hines. It didn't feel menacing at all. It almost didn't even occur to me to tell my husband the next morning. Janie Cowan and her husband, Will, have long acknowledged the presence of a ghost they refer to as Matthew in their Nashville home, who makes his presence known by running up and down the main staircase at night. As the couple began self-isolating in March 2020, Will, being considerate of Janie, who worked night shifts as a home health nurse, started using their guest bathroom to avoid disturbing her during his morning routine. On three separate occasions, while showering in the guest bath, Will experienced an unexpected blast of cold water. Upon investigation, he discovered that the hot water nozzle had been mysteriously turned off by unseen hands, a series of occurrences that coincided with the time the couple began their period of isolation. Madison Hill, who weathered the pandemic alongside her boyfriend in an apartment in Florence, Italy, couldn't shake the feeling of being observed, especially within the confines of the bathroom. Doors would slam without explanation, towels would mysteriously find their way to the floor, and a few weeks into the quarantine, she awoke to discover a camera lens on her nightstand that had been missing since she had first moved into the apartment. Other small items like keys also inexplicably shifted around the home. Kerry Dunlap, a resident of Queens, found himself in an intriguing and somewhat mystical situation during the initial months of lockdown as he shared his apartment with his girlfriend Alexandra. The peculiar encounters began in the midst of that first summer, unfolding in the late hours of the night within the confines of their one-bedroom dwelling. One night, while in the bathroom, 
Terry noticed a female apparition adorned in green scrubs, exuding some sort of ethereal glow, and as he extinguished the light, she seemed to vanish into the shadows. Several months later, Kerry experienced another peculiar incident. Stirring from his slumber in the dead of night, he felt what he assumed to be his girlfriend adjusting the blanket at the foot of the bed. To his surprise, he discovered that Alexandra was absent from the bedroom, having spent most of the entire time in the bathroom. Despite the supernatural nature of these occurrences, however, instead of feeling scared, Kerry and Alexandra believed that if the apparition was indeed a ghost, its intentions were to provide comfort rather than instill a sense of dread. While convalescing from a severe illness at her residence in Richmond, Columbia, Danielle, a 39-year-old lawyer, encountered peculiar phenomena for the first time during the last days of winter. Walking into her guest bedroom, she repeatedly discovered a specific lamp illuminated despite having no recollection of switching it on herself. Faced with this recurring mystery, Danielle decided to vocalise her request for the unseen entity responsible to cease this unusual behaviour. However, her next visit to the room revealed the ceiling light, a light she seldom used, shining brightly as she entered. In the same building, Danielle has encountered faint conversations between a man and a woman on multiple occasions, and more recently, while sewing face masks in the same bedroom, she experienced an odd occurrence, pieces of fabric mysteriously disappearing shortly after she had carefully placed them in a designated spot. Rather than succumbing to worry or fear, Danielle has adopted an unconventional perspective on these inexplicable incidents. She expressed, This kind of feels like someone popping by to cheer me up, or keep tabs, or make sure that I'm not feeling alone. In the midst of these peculiar events, Danielle finds a sense of comfort and companionship, perceiving the mischievous presence as a benevolent force offering solace during her recovery. I'm not sure how I'd feel about that. I guess any company is good company if you're starved of social interaction. Within reason, of course. I wouldn't invite the ghost of Richard Ramirez to move in with me, no matter how lonely I was. I have to admit, although I haven't had a great deal of paranormal experiences in my own home, there have been a couple of occasions where I've encountered something unexplained but not felt particularly scared by it. There have been creaks, unexplained creaks, and an instance in which I actually had the sensation of bumping into someone unseen in my attic, which was a bit scary. But the most obvious example of potentially ghostly phenomena is when I first moved into this house, and it was actually just before the pandemic properly hit. But we were about to go outside and close the door, which would automatically lock behind us, but we didn't realise that neither me or my partner Martin had any keys on us to get back into the house. We'd totally forgotten to bring them, so we would have been locked out if we closed the door without them. And who knows what would have occurred after that. But then, just before we shut the door, this key flew out of nowhere, hit us, then landed on the floor, and it was a key to the front door that we didn't know existed. A third key that had somehow materialised from out of the ether and been sent to remind us that we didn't have any keys on us, maybe. I don't know. There was probably a logical explanation for it. It could have been a spare key that had been resting on top of the door frame, maybe, but we'd been in and out of the house countless times before that day, so it seems unlikely that if there was a key resting there, that we wouldn't have seen it before then. 
So if it had been a ghost that had thrown the key at us that day, it saved us from what would have otherwise been a great deal of stress and expense. So if it was a ghost, it was a nice ghost. As I'm sure many ghosts, if they do exist in that kind of capacity of sentient thought, are. I'm getting a bit scared now because I'm in the attic with like one lone light shining for a bit of ambience, but now I'm like... (laughs) It's really dark behind me and it's night time. Ah, God. (laughs) Nice ghosts, nice ghosts, remember, the nice ghosts. I found a few articles as I was researching this episode about how during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, faced with a surge of arrivals from lockdown areas and worries about insufficient quarantine compliance, Indonesian authorities apparently took a startling step, placing quarantine violators in abandoned buildings alleged to be haunted. I've put the link to one article that details this in the show notes. I've no idea if it's really true or not, but part of me hopes that if it is true, the ghosts inside those buildings offered some comfort to those detained inside the houses they were haunting, and that they were nice ghosts, (laughs) and not too scary. Along with levels of universal stress increasing during the pandemic, many found solace in the vastness of the night sky, as lockdown restrictions, as experts say, provided more time for stargazing, leading to a surge in telescope sales and online astronomy resources. In a 2022 article from The Telegraph by Sarah Napton, UFO sightings skyrocketed during the pandemic. Reports in the US surged a staggering 700% between 2019 and 2020, according to the National UFO Reporting Centre, with Scotland and Northern Ireland also experiencing a significant increase in UFO reports. One particularly chilling case, which does not fall under the category of comforting presences or aliens, unfolded at the Shrubbery Hotel in Ilminster, Somerset, during the first two years of lockdown. The hotel manager, speaking to Rebecca Cook and Kieran Williams of The Mirror, recounted a series of paranormal phenomena, including multiple sightings of a cavalier in the dining room, footsteps walking along empty corridors, instances of hearing disembodied voices and experiencing the eerie sensation of being touched in both the kitchen and the cellar. Upon receiving reports of increased peculiar occurrences, such as phones ringing in vacant rooms, and alleged sightings of the hotel's former owner, the Shrubbery Hotel invited a local team of ghost hunters to investigate. During their exploration, the team encountered hair-pulling incidents, mysterious voices mimicking their own transmitted through walkie-talkies, a phantom voice repeatedly calling out the name Elizabeth, the first hotel owner's wife, and eerie sounds of disembodied whistling resonating throughout the entire building. Ooh... I can't decide if I'd rather be frightened by a ghost or comforted by one. Both those sensations can be addictive. (laughs) Fear and happiness. But if you have any stories of lockdown ghosts, or terrifying experiences that you've had inside the Shrubbery Hotel in Ilminster, please let me know at hauntedupnorth at gmail.com for a chance to hear them read out on the show. And until then, as always, thanks for listening. I hope you found these ghosts to be good ones, and that you were suitably entertained by them. I would say long live lockdown ghosts, but who knows whether they're alive or dead or even real. And I know we definitely don't want another lockdown, so not long live that either. However, I will give a virtual nod to all those ghosts who kept us company when we were deprived of it for so long. So all hail the mystery of unseen forces, reaching out in times of hardship, 
and offering companionship and distraction in our moments of vulnerability. So there. See you later. Goodbye. I wouldn't invite the ghost of Richard Ramirez to move in with me, no matter how lonely I was.